In today's episode, we... So, so aren't you going to interrupt me now? Uh, something about something about breaking news? Because you haven't actually um, scripted... Breaking news! Yeah. Due to the diligence of our crack team of researchers... A Bolivian team located in Arkansas. They also are in a pizza-themed discotheque. We've located yet another of the many people conspiring against us to fund this podcast, bringing us perilously close to the financial independence that we seek. Yes, we know what they're doing, we just can't work out what their terrible end game is. This new conspirator, who we will call Charles, is a member of a clandestine group whose primary work is in training cephalopods to mount the polar ice caps. Using cutting-edge NASA technology to produce lighters that work underwater, Charles's family have sided with our squid overlords to create the impression sea levels are rising in order to crush beachfront property prices. It's a cunning trick, and we're on to you, Charles. It's also, before we get to we're on to you and your tricks, uh, we'd quite like it if you and your family could possibly crash the housing market here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, property prices are a major problem, and most of our country is coastal. We also have evidence of another conspirator who we've codenamed W, whose presence continues to be shadowy. We'll get to you eventually, W. We'll find out your true purpose. Yes, but enough breaking news. On with the show! Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Addison and Dr. M. Denton. Tenakoto, tenakoto, tenakoto katoa. Welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. Ko Josh Addison, aho. Ko M. Dentith er. I think the pronouns are right there. Uh, it's Maori language, or at least it was. It, is it still? It's Sunday. I'm not sure when the week starts. This is a tricky we, we should we should have we should have recorded it during Maori language week, but we're a couple of days late. Uh, so that's it'll do. Yeah. And quite frankly. there is a, a huge debate as to whether the week begins on Sunday mm. or ends on Sunday. Personally, I'm a beginning on Sunday kind of person, but I'm also aware that most people think the week begins on Monday. Yes, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's something we really should get to the bottom of, but not this episode. Another no, episode. definitely not this episode. This episode is a classic extravaganza. Mm. Uh, although, for, uh, like, as, as we just suggested, we do have new patrons. I understand we were we were offered a, a, another revenue stream earlier yeah, this Yes, so week? someone got in contact asking us whether we want to be influencers. Mm. And they would provide things for us to talk about on videos or podcasts for us to advertise. And frankly, I'm vaguely interested in accepting this mm. just to find out whether they've got anything which is appropriate for a podcast on conspiracy theories. Yeah, we could be sellouts. We could. I've never sold out before. It could be fun. As I told you on Twitter, Joshua, if you're already working for the man, you can't sell out. Well, we could sell out more, sell out more efficiently. You couldn't sell out more if you tried. Well, I haven't tried. We don't know. Anyway, that you won't try. That's the thing about you. You just won't. That's true. So, but basically, um, if we suddenly start breaking our discussions of various conspiracy theories by by seg uh, segueing into or putting inappropriate mm, product placement into the middle of a video, suddenly, suddenly, we suddenly sort of break into some sort of extemporaneous conversation about you know what I was doing yesterday. I was using this fine new product. Really, really helped whiten my teeth, and also clean out my gutters. At the same time, <laughs> gutters metaphorically or or literally. 
any way you want it. Now, you might also note that we sound a little different this week for two reasons. One, I'm recovering from laryngitis, so my voice is a little bit husky and got a little bit more of that vocal fry that you love so much. Mm. And also because my laptop died, which means we're no longer recording onto the laptop and then editing via the software. We're recording onto another device and then porting it to another machine, which will hopefully work to produce the podcast in appropriate time. Turns out when your laptop dies... Things really do break down. Mm, mm. Well, that's what you get for owning an Apple, quite frankly. With the that only lasted you what ten years or something. Yes, I know it's <laughs> unreliable. Yeah, tosh. precisely. Yes. Now, yes. Now, this this episode is a classic, a, re- a rerun of a classic, sort of, kind of. Yes. Yeah, so we bit. we mentioned a few episodes mm. ago that we haven't talked about Tesla for quite some time. And that we should go back and revisit the topic of Tesla. So we are going back to around about episode 52 or so? Something like that. Low, low, high 40s, low 50s. And talking a little bit about Nik- Nik- Nikola Tesla all over again. Mm. So for those of you who have been listening to the show for a long time, this will be an update. And we do have some updates on Tesla. And for those of you who are new to the show and keep on thinking, we should listen to those classic episodes. Those classic episodes being episodes from four or five year- years ago. Well, you don't need to. We're going to rebrand them, relaunch them, and reboot them. We're our own Marvel Cinematic Universe. We sure are. Shall we get into it? We shall. As Tony Stark once said to Ant Iron Man. Mm. He's a man made of iron ants. Yes, Mm. he certainly is. He's also very sexist. So, Nikola Tesla, you, you all know the name, I assume, and not just because it's that car that Elon Musk made. Um, he's, he's And continues to try making. Mm. He didn't just make one car. He shot one car into space. He did. I was like, that's, that's new from when we did our first Tesla episode. It is actually, yeah, yeah. It's also completely unrelated to the story we're going to tell. What kind of is? Nikola Tesla, I mean, you know him, he was, he was a scientist. David Bowie played him in The Prestige. What a great film. Mm. Uh, he, he shows that any time basically anyone wants to get into some idea of sort of alternative science, wacky theories. Suppressed technologies. Suppressed technologies, Tesla's name will come up. Um, the man himself, uh, he was born to Serbian parents in what is now Croatia in uh, 1856. Um, he moved to New York in 1884, died January 1943. But in between those years... He did a bunch of interesting stuff. Um, if you know about Tesla, you've probably also heard about the whole Tesla-Edison rivalry. Um, Tesla started working for Thomas Edison. Uh, there was a falling out. It was along the lines of Tesla did some quite major work for Edison and then said, you were going to pay me what was the equivalent of a couple of million dollars, I think, in the currency of the day. Um, and Edison says, no, I wasn't. Uh, and and the, the suggestion was he, he sort of made some points along the lines of, oh, Tesla, Tesla doesn't understand our American sense of humor or something, suggesting that he'd said, you know, if you can do that job for me in this amount of time, I'll give you a million bucks. And Tesla took him seriously, uh, but whether or not he was actually serious. And, of course, we have to add into this that Thomas Edison was not a nice person. He was not, Nor no. was he a good person. So he, he took people's ideas and claimed them as his own. He was reluctant to pay debts to people that he was in debt to. So even if it was the case that maybe Edison made a flippant comment that Tesla took seriously... It's not out of character for Edison to have said one thing and then acted in a completely different way. Mm. So, yeah, so 
Tesla, when he arrives in New York, and he arrives in New York about 30 years after he was born, so he actually spends mo a large chunk of his life actually back in what is now present-day Cro Croatia, working, I think, as a clerk. Comes to New York because he doesn't feel that there's any future for, for him back home and wants to basically make himself as an inventor. Arrives in the US, goes to work with Edison, because Edison is kind of the biggest, brightest name in the world mm. of inventions and patents at the time. And as you say, he spends a lot of time particularly working on rejigging Edison's quite inefficient motors and generators. And that's, of course, because one of the famous stouches between Tesla and Edison was, of course, between AC and mm. DC current. Yes, uh, um, exemplified by Edison um, electrocuting an elephant. That was his famous publicity stunt where he, they wanted to show that uh, Edison favoured direct current, Tesla favoured alternating current, and Edison wanted to show that AC current is so dangerous. And I, uh, technically AC is meant to be more dangerous than DC um, in that you know, alternating current. Uh, the way it was explained to me is that DC shoots straight through you, whereas AC kind of jiggles backwards and forwards inside you, which is worse for you somehow. But uh, that was what I that's was told. That's science, folks. That, that's science. That's it what I was told inside of it. That's what I was told thirty years ago in high school science. But uh, but, but but so Esla was uh, Esla. <laughs> this is this this was the time when they merged into a into a symbiotic being, uh, taking all of now, all of there is a good bit themselves. of alternate history fiction mm. there where Tesla and actually. It basically, you take the, you take the prestige, but you take the plot device where Edison and Tesla, due to an experiment, merge into one high-minded mm. individual, Esla. What a world that would have been. But no, Edison, not Tesla, uh, wanting to hype up the fact that AC was so dangerous, uh, yeah, electrocuted an elephant with it in public to say, look how deadly AC is. Which what a lovely man. Interesting fellow. I mean, Tesla himself, uh, I don't know about his moral character, but he was certainly um, affected, I think you could say. He had what would now probably be, be classed as various sort of OCD-type psychiatric disorders. He had, um, uh, he, he, was, he was a genius. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He he spoke numerous languages. He, Eight, I believe. Yeah, uh, according to our notes, yes. Um, he, he supposedly had a photographic memory, but then he had various obsessions and phobias. He was obsessed with the number three. He had phobias of, he had sort of a dirt phobia, pearls and jewellery, fat people, apparently. He did not like the overweight uh, oh, was just it? like Bill Mayer in the US, who just, just come out calling that we should return back to a culture of fat shaming. Mm. What, an, what, what an interesting fellow. Yes. Uh, liked pigeons, though. That's one of the things everybody talks about. Did he like fat pigeons? Well, I don't know. That might be an interesting mm. intersection of, 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 of neuroses. But, um, so, I mean, he was, he was a... An odd fellow, I suppose, according to the people who dealt with him, but he had some very clever ideas. Yes, in fact, I mean, we should probably talk mm. about his clever ideas. So he was basically instrumental in the redesign of Edison's DC motor, which he did major work to get Edison's inefficient DC motor to be very efficient indeed. Uh, he was involved in the patenting of AC power in the US. It's important to note that a lot of the stuff that people claim Tesla invented actually turned out to be stuff which he basically revised. Mm. So people talk about, you know, Tesla in invent invented AC current. Okay, so well, actually, no, there were AC power grids operating in Europe 
whilst Tesla was living in Europe before he went to New York, what Tesla did was a revise the AC current system to make it more efficient, and B was the first to patent it in the US. This is quite a long list of things which Tesla didn't invent, but he improved, and because he was able to improve it, was able to get the patent in the US for that particular product. Yeah, he did... um... He he did a lot of a lot of stuff with electricity. He, his um his science in other areas wasn't um wasn't spotless. He didn't didn't buy subatomic theory. Didn't really be. He, he was all about the ether, which yeah. was the which kind of fitted his notions of transmissions of mm. things. You needed a medium for things to be transmitted in. The problem with believing in the vacuum or the void is that there at the time they didn't think there was any way for things to be transmitted across great gulfs if there's no there's no particulate matter in between. So he had to believe in an ether to allow for his theories of transmission of power and commun- communication to work, and thus that led him to reject the science of the day. Mm. Uh, including the science of Albert Einstein, because his, his work went a long way to, to sort of chucking out um, etheric mechanics. Uh, I was a fan of eugenics, but that was kind of popular at the time anyway, yes, wasn't yes, it, as, it's we've, one of those as we've spoken about in the episodes. Lots of people were fans of eugenics mm. prior to World War II. So, I mean, he did a bunch of cool stuff and a bunch of stuff that, that, that did kind of, I mean, even if he didn't actually, wasn't inventing stuff, he did kind of revolutionize the field of electronics um, and, and electrical engineering just by the fact that he got these things out there and refined them into the state that they needed to be. And alone he should be famous. Mm. But, of course, the reason why we're doing a podcast on Tesla... In a, in a Tesla, podcast about conspiracy theories. Yeah, Tesla's very, very famous when it comes to conspiracy theories about the things that Tesla invented that nobody wants you to know about. Mm. Yeah, that, that, those, those are where he comes up the most often, suppressed technology. So not just hidden technologies, not just cutting-edge stuff that people haven't heard about yet, but technology that exists and is out there, but they don't want you, you don't to know, know about, about it. it, so they've hidden it. So what sort of things did Tesla supposedly invent that has been suppressed? Death rays. Ah, good old death rays. Wireless transmission of power over a distance. Over a distance, yes. We've all seen these days, you can get those inductive charging thingies that you just sort of put your cell phone on top of, and they, they work over a very small distance, so the transmission of electricity, it's a thing that happens, yeah. but um, over long distance, like that old Captain Power, and the, there was a TV show when I was a kid, it had really rudimentary 3D graphics. That is Captain Power. Captain Power, and it was all about broadcasting electricity from one planet to another and so on, which is kind of uh, where Tesla's stuff was headed. I think he was initially, obviously, you know, from a power plant to a city or something, but um, that was th- those are the sort of distances he was looking at, not sticking your cell phone on top of a plate where the battery isn't in direct contact with terminals. Free energy from the vacuum or ether of space was another thing which mm. he was very keen upon. Um, and then the old, the old, uh, the not just death rays, but sort of doomsday devices, earthquake machines, weather manipulation mm. technology. Uh, basically, everything that they associate with harp as well. Although, do, do they say that Tesla invented harp? Well, they, yeah, I, th- well, I think, I comes think up. for people who are of the firm belief that the harp insulation was engaged in weather manipulation and the like, the notion is that it was using Tesla-related technologies. So he didn't invent harp, but Tesla's inventions allowed harp to be created. Right. Um, teleportation a la The Prestige, I 
don't did, did was that just invented for the prestige or did that come out of other things Tesla was wireless transmission of information was one thing he was particularly keen upon so it's not entirely clear he talked about teleportation in the sense that we talk about teleportation right. today but yeah given that so many of the and probably of course we're talking about supposed suppressed inventions of Tesla so whilst we've got some evidence that Tesla speculated about some of these things, so it's quite clear Tesla did speculate about death rays. We've got his actual papers about it. Uh, due to an incident we'll talk about later on in the podcast, there's a kind of notion of a missing dossier of Tesla stuff, which suddenly means that there are people saying Tesla was probably thinking about this, which means you can basically put any suppressed invention you like as, well, Tesla probably invented it, even though we've got no evidence that Tesla ever thought about it in the first place. Mm. So there, there, there's, there's reason to believe he was thinking about these things, but as far as I'm aware, there's not great reason to believe that these things were actually invented and then stuck in a crate next to the Ark of the Covenant or anything like that. Well, yes, there. and for one particular rationale, which we kind of alluded to earlier on in the podcast, Tesla was very, very famous for patents. Now, he's also famous for inventing and revising things, but Tesla would often apply for patents first and then try to make the thing he had painted it. And so there's a kind of confusion here between Tesla did amazing work scientifically and had patents based upon that versus the sometimes he would patent things and then try to get things to work. And of course, having a patent doesn't mean you've got a working technology. Mm. So many things which he patented, he was never actually able to do, but it was much easier to apply for a patent first and then work on the technology rather than, because he was bitten several times by people like Edison, mm. work on the technology and then watch someone else get the patent first. Yes, I understand. He, and I think this was more of an accident. He created an X-ray image um, a few weeks before Mr. Röntgen uh, actually invented x-rays, but I, I think that was more accidental, wasn't it? Was, it? So yeah. he probably wouldn't yeah. have. If he had known, I'm sure he would have had a patent for that one up as well. Um, but yeah, the idea of uh, radio control, so there's his transmission thing, he did a bit of that, um, but but actually transmitting uh, power and and human beings and making a, a, and, and dropping Hugh Jackman into a tank full of water and all of that business. Uh, maybe not so much. Wasn't it? Christ oh, yeah, what well, was Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman yeah, Christian to frame Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. Interesting now, film. The reason why there's all these conspiracy theories about suppressed techn technology is that Tesla died basically in poverty. So he spent most of his latter life getting patents and engaging in PR campaigns to get funding to do additional work, which didn't really work out. He ended up, he ended up at the end of his life basically looking after pigeons, which were he he took to be his his only friends. When he died, and basically at this particular point in time, World War Two is ongoing. America has come into the war. Uh, Tesla basically now is a Serbian. The Americans are concerned that Serbia is on the wrong side of history mm. when it comes to support for powers in Europe. So they basically enact provisions in law to seize all of Tesla's belongings before they would go to his, his next of kin, who happened to be the ambassador for Serbia at that particular point in time. So they swoop in and they find 80 trunks worth of material, which they then take off to MIT, 
to investigate. And who leads the invest? Who's the MIT scientist who leads the investigation into Tesla's technologies? A young Richard Nixon? No, it's John G. Trump, uncle mm. to Donald Trump. I think Nixon would have been funnier, quite frankly. Oh, actually, I'm not a crook. A young, I'm also not an MIT scientist. If I thought of that better, I'd have said a young Adolf Hitler. Actually, I think that would have. That would have been. That would have been, been quite, that, quite. That's a version of history I could have. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So basically. This stuff gets sent off to MIT. Trump spends... Now, Donald Trump Not spends... Donald Trump, uh, no. John G. Trump spends uh, three days going through it and basically goes, yeah, this is all speculation. There's nothing usable here. So we are not concerned now about this stuff going off elsewhere because Tesla was a very brilliant mind, but in his latter years, he's basically engaging uh, in... Fantastical thinking. There's nothing mm. worth keeping here. So they pack everything up. It gets sent to Belgrade. And of course, the problem is there were 80 trunks initially. Only 60 trunks turn up in Belgrade. Now, there are two hypotheses here. One, when they repack the things to send it, they just packed it more efficiently. So suddenly you basically reduce clutter down by a quarter and 80 trunks become 60. Or you can believe that they sent most of the stuff back, but some of the stuff wasn't sent back. And the supporting evidence for the claim not all of it was sent back was that whilst the MIT scientists who investigated Tesla's claims went, there's nothing to it, the US military still went, yeah, let's talk about a death ray. I mean, maybe there isn't anything to it, but we probably should still investigate it just in case the enemy is doing the same. Which, of course, gets us into the whole history of competitive warfare and warfare research in the 20th century, where superpowers basically went, we don't think there's anything to this. But just in case. Just, but the, mm. if the enemy is researching it and it turns out to work, we want to be on top of that first. Mm. Which is why psychic warfare was researched for a large chunk of the 20th century, despite the fact there's little evidence it ever amounted to anything at all. Mm. Now, the reason why we're talking about this now, and I should say this, this what we're talking about right now, is the new material. It this is. was not in our earliest episode about Tesla. Um, in 2016 and 2018, uh, that's when the FBI actually released its material on Tesla, uh, ideas of, of, of missing, miss, missing material notwithstanding. Um, and a lot of this is based on a book, uh, Conspiracies Declassified by Brian Dunning, which was released last year. Um, so people are still talking about Tesla. He's still, a, he's still an ongoing thing. But uh, from the looks of it, most of, the, most of this talk uh, does not seem sympathetic to the conspiracy theory angle. No, no, it's mostly going, look, most of Tesla's ideas were contra how we understand science to work today. So Tesla's notion of wireless transmission of power over a long distance basically butts up against our notion of particular physics here and now. So it was never going to work. He had some success at doing wireless transmission of power over short distances. But of course, the problem with that was that you could transmit power over a distance but you weren't transmitting as much power as you were putting in, so there was huge power loss. And as people point out, the other issue is, sure, you can transmit power over a distance, so we'll have to generate that power from somewhere. So it wasn't quite the free energy notion that people took it to be, because Tesla still had to generate energy before it could be trans transmitted. 
Mm. And he had to build large generators to generate power in the first place to do his experiments at. And I always get the pronunciation of this, Vardenclyffe? I'm not sure. I think it was in America. So they, I think they just Americanized it, didn't they, and so made it, it Wardenclyffe? Yeah, Wardenclyffe, which was his, his great exper- exper- experimental laboratory mm. and also acted as a small power plant for a nearby town. What was the deal with that? Didn't they want to turn that into a museum or something? The, the, I the XKCD guy led yeah. some kind of getting funding to make that into a museum, but I don't know what happened to that. That no. was a five years that ago. That was a long so? time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's that's kind of the size of that. Um, the only other thing I think to mention, perhaps, is there, there's a lot of talk about. Tesla and and theories and what he may have may or may not have done, but some of it's based on stuff that he himself said. Isn't wasn't there a story about how he um he was he couldn't pay his rent or something and offered to pay it by giving them a patent for a death ray, or was it an actual supposed something that supposedly was a death ray, and it wasn't quite clear if it was kind of a con job and he'd given them a box of electronic stuff that. Um, didn't really do much of anything or not, but there there are instances of Tesla himself saying, "I have in, ha, have invented this um, technology, which, as far as we're aware, does not exist today." Um, do we just chalk that up to fantasism? And I've got the idea for doing this thing, rather than he. I mean, one thing we have to acknowledge when we talk about Tesla, he was very good at PR. I mean, he was really, really good at PR. So there's a very famous photo of him at Vardenclyffe sitting in the centre of Tesla coils. And it looks spectacular for a person sitting in a chair, Tesla coils arcing all around him. And he used this as a press photo to show, look look at me, I'm the master of Mm. electricity. Now, of course, that was a multiple exposure photo because it was too dangerous to sit in a chair so close to Tesla coils, he would have died. So basically, you took a photo of him in a chair, and then you took another another image of the Tesla coils arcing, and then one more to make it look more impressive. And he was really good at selling ideas, and part of what he did was he would really, really hype what his proposed patents and technologies could do. And that kind of gets lost in the story about Tesla and suppressed inventions. Which was, sure, he was a very clever man, and he did some amazing things to rejig electricity as we know it today. But he also engaged in a lot of hype about what he could do. And a lot of the stuff he claimed that he was going to be able to do, turns out actually goes against the laws of physics as we understand them now. Mm. But that, that kind of gets ignored, although of course, I suppose conversely, people go... But of course, that's what they want you to believe. Of course, the laws of physics don't allow for Tesla's death ray, because those people are in cahoots with the government to ensure that you don't have access to Tesla's death ray technology. Indeed, and I think at the time, I, th- I think we even talked about this way back when, um, as well as the theories uh, around, you know, Tesla did this, Tesla did that, Tesla created this, and it's been suppressed because they don't want this technology getting out there. I think some theories went as far as to say that um, Tesla was right about the laws of physics. Tesla is right about ether theory. Einstein was wrong, but the Illuminati has has been behind the um, promotion of Einstein's relativity views uh, to keep... Tesla's technology in the dark. Indeed. Mm. Indeed. So, yes, it is one of those situations where 
to accept the criticisms of Tesla and to say these suppressed technologies don't exist, the obvious reaction is, well, of course, that's part of the cover-up. There's been a sustained move over the latter part of the 20th century and the beginning of the 21st century to cover up all of the evidence that Tesla was right. And, of course, our favourite presidential candidate from the last American presidential mm. election, Andy Bishago, his notion of teleportation complexes taking people to Mars where there's a thriving military complex operating there is, of course, all based upon... Tesla technology. Mm. We need to check in to see whether Andy yeah. is going to run in Let's 2020. Mm, mm. Definitely need to keep an eye on that fellow. Who knows what he, he could have he gone could, back to Mars. He, you know? he, could, he be. could be, in this version of reality, the next American president. And of course, in some versions of reality, he is he the current is. American mm. president. Mm. And sometimes sometimes I miss having access to the Andy Bishago world. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice place. With with all the all the aliens and and trips to Mars and declassified technology and, and peace on Earth, peace on Earth, yeah, yeah. Ah, we can dream. We can. Mm. As could Nikola Tesla, just to bring it back there. Uh, who I think we've we, we've pretty much finished talking about now. Yeah. Is there so anything more? Long story short, Tesla invented a lot of things, patented even more things. Probably didn't actually have much in the way of technology that's been suppressed by the state because a lot of the stuff he actually did, even during his day, relied upon a faulty understanding of scientific principles. Mm. And he is but quite... But of course I would say that, wouldn't I? Well, you would. He, he is quite rightly an important historical figure. Oh, yes, um, and marginalised by history, mm. largely by the acts of Thomas Ed mm. Edison and Edison's successors. Yes, I think... I, I think in some in some areas, the pendulum I think swung a bit too far back, and we, we sort of people said, you know, Edison. We, we first we thought Edison was the greatest guy in the world, but now we see he was a bit of a dick who who stomped on his competitors, um, in particular Tesla. So then there became this movement of Tesla was the greatest guy in the world ever, um, and I think he was possibly a little bit but unduly lionised. He was definitely a brilliant man, but he also was a, a, a publicity hound and also did talk a bunch of crap sometimes. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, uh, an important and historical, uh, important and interesting historical figure. Indeed. And that's all we have to say about Nikola Tesla for now. Maybe in another five years' time. We'll need to revisit him, assuming the world still exists in the state that we know it. It's true. Mm. It's true. I mean, who knows? Maybe in five years' time we'll discover that John G. Trump and Donald J. Trump are the same person. Ooh. Well, they both have a middle initial that starts with J. And they both share the same last name. Mm. And I've never seen them in the same room together. No, I've, I've never seen G. Trump. John, what was his name? John G. John, Trump. John G. Trump at all. So, yeah. Conspiracy? Mm, I think so. Almost not. Uh, so that, I believe, brings us to the end of this particular episode, but that means we now get to go and record the bonus episode to accompany this regular episode, a bonus episode that can be accessed by all of our patrons, including, including our two, brand new ones. two new patrons mm. who get to listen to the bonus content. And what bonus content we have this week? Uh, we're going to be talking about that exciting Area 51 event on September 20th, which looks like it might be fizzling out. Mm. We'll be talking about an interesting case of a nation-state apparently planting bugs around the White House, an underwater research station which has gone missing mysteriously, and an update on our second favourite Malaysia airline story, MH17. Mm. What wacky hijinks have they been up to now? If you want to find out, 
uh, you'll have to listen to the bonus episode. And if you want to listen to the bonus episode, you'll have to be a patron. Um, you don't have to be a patron, obviously. Uh, Especially have... in situations where I accidentally release the bonus content to everyone, mm. and then Drew gets in contact which saying he's done this again, mm. at which point I make it patron only. So occasionally 23 other people get to listen to episodes as well. Mm. Mm. Um, but yes, if, if, if you don't want to be a patron, that's just fine. Thank you for listening anyway. We like your audience ship. Is that like readership? I don't know. We like you anyway, is what we're saying. We like our patrons better, though, so if you want to become one of them, go to patreon.com and look for the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy, or go to conspiracism.podbean.com, where you can use Podbean's native uh, patronage system thingy, which I think we'd prefer you didn't use, because it's more of a pain in the bum, I'm not sure. It is, it is slightly easier if you go through Patreon, but... But you the options do. there, yep, we're not going to tell you. We're, we're, we're not going to refuse money, basically. That's the kind of, of, of avaricious corporate hounds we are. It's true. We are. That capitalism, we, eh? We, Love it. Love we are, it hard. We are definitely hounds. Mm, mm. Um, so I think it's time uh, to send you on your way. Um, until next week when we'll do, I don't know, something else probably. Yes. Mm. Almost Inde- certainly yeah, not almost Nikola certainly. Tesla. Yeah. Almost certainly. Mm. Unless, of course, the big news in the coming week is Nik- Nikola Tesla turned out not to have been dead the entire time. Mm. Resurrected himself through the power of etheric mechanics. So this is the point in time where you should rip no. your face mask off and say, I, I have been Nikola Tesla, Tesla all along. the entire time. Ah, what a world that would be. But it's not. So we're just going to have to make do with this one. We will. Goodbye. Until next week, arrivederci. Been listening to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy starring josh addison and dr mrx dented which is written researched, recorded and produced by josh and m you can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its podbean or patreon campaigns and if you need to get in contact with either josh or m you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their twitter accounts monkey fluids and conspiracism Truth is out there, but not quite where you think you left it.